combs, but the combs ran from like a half inch in size doll combs to regular adult size combs, all in pink. And then there'd be an area of, um, I don't know, probably women, anything, women's razors or what else do you remember that you had a lot of? There are lots of toys like um, children's toys and dog toys. And then there's also things like guns and sex toys. And I just collected anything that I found in pink plastic and just arranged them yeah, all. Useful Here. items and toy items. Right? Yeah. Functional and, items, you know, that, that we use, women use. and But kind of throwaway sorts of things, like things that are not considered, you know, valuable. valuable. Right. Yeah. So when I saw that, I just realized, like, how dumb being a girl is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. I mean, I kind of knew that, but I was like, wow, this is a really powerful statement on how society views women. And it really like there were so many things about it that stuck with me, um, that message, but also just the obsessiveness of the artist was like overwhelming and uh, just the just it it had so many levels to me like society what society makes what we make for girls what we make in just there's so it was you can see it moved me i mean i'm just gonna say that right uh anyway so portia is after this is like i never thought i would actually be sitting in the room with portia this is 1994 but i was fortunate enough to be able to see her run into her and asked her and I was amazed because you said she said yes right away to being on the show so I had that really good fortune but um and the show that I ran into her is still up and you can go see it and it's just a really really fabulous show that's up right now and honestly you know I always like try to talk about that art is ex- you know the art to me having art accessible to you guys you people that don't even give a shit about art maybe or you know, or music people, or maybe even art people. Uh, this stuff's really just accessible and fun and interesting and impactful. All of the work. Portia's piece is a star in this show, but you should all go see it. So it's at the Flag Store Art, Flag Art Foundation, which is on 545 West 25th Street. It's up through August 17th. The name of the show is Dime Store Alchemy, and it's curated by Jonathan Ryder and has so many great, very famous artists in it as well, like Sophie Call. We like her. Lots of people. Also, upstairs is another one of my famous artists, somebody who's actually been on the show before, Jennifer Gang. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And uh, um, anyway, I, uh, Rachel, thank you. Thank you for helping us here. We got, we had a little bit of a late start because we had a uh, technical uh, mix up, but everything's really good. Everything's really good. So, um, Anyway, 
I'm just going to really get down to business. It's Dr. Lisa on Radio Free Brooklyn on Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I'm here every Thursday, 2 to 3. Radio Free Brooklyn is the greatest radio station in the Western Hemisphere. Please check us out at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Most importantly, I'm going to um, get right down to it. Okay, so my guest today is John Reed. John Reed is somebody I really enjoy at this station, enjoy him immensely. He's somebody I, I identify with. He's, he's a very, he's a, I'm going to say he's a rare, a rare bird because he's smart and he's also able to uh, articulate his feelings and thoughts in a way that Oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but it isn't always common in the mail. All right? Uh, it's a very appealing quality. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a teacher, teaches English at a very nice school. He um, is a former, uh, you know, really, really, like, real-deal musician, traveled, been on the road, done the, done all that, um, and he's in the middle of writing a novel, which I think sounds really fascinating, and I personally have high hopes for it. Personally, I'm not full of shit. So, um, but the thing, the reason he's here is because after three and a half years, he decided his number one show, okay? I mean, I would die to have the uh, last three and a half years of leaderboards of his show, race to the bottom it's every saturday from 10 to 11 and he's done an amazing job and he's quitting and i personally am very upset and i know he's got a um a lot of listeners that are upset and i'm you know i'm dr lisa i'm not pulling any punches and i'm gonna fucking find out for us why the hell he's quitting john i'm very upset I'm sorry I'm yelling, but, you know, I mean, I'm very, very upset. So, anyway, you are you are quitting. There's no question about it. How are you feeling? Like, what's going on with you right now, right in the moment? I uh, Right in the moment? I'm feeling good. Uh, you you uh, make me laugh, um, so that's always good. Um, it's, it's good to be back. I haven't been in this, this studio for uh, a few weeks. I did my last live show like three weeks ago here, which was bittersweet. Um, and then I did a, a couple uh, pre-records to um, to kind of round out the the arc of the of the three and a half years. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sorry that you're um, that you're upset that personally, I'm, yeah, personally upset that I I'm, am I'm leaving. I am. Um, and but I- it, it just felt like. You ever just feel something in your heart that you're just like, I have to, I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I respect, I respect, I respect your decision. I'm just personally, personally upset. And also quite honestly, your show uh, was doing well, Mm -hmm. very well. And are you, were you proud? Are you, did you know that? Did you, did you internalize that? I am not going to say that I didn't look at the leaderboards and, and, you know, who doesn't? Come on. That's all the feedback. We don't get a lot, (laughs) guys. Listen, we don't get a lot of feedback on this, which I'm glad, you know, we don't need to be competitive and all the 
mm-hmm. get caught up in bullshit. But we don't. That's the only feedback we really yeah. know. We don't get a lot of numbers. No, I was competitive when I, when my show no. dropped down. You know, I got used to it being in the top one or two. You know, and when I there was some times where it would drop down, uh, and I that it stung. I I'm not I I'm a competitive person. Of course you are. Much as I, you know. No, we're all competitive. There's nothing you got to be competitive or you'll just sit in your room and rot. It's yeah. bad. Bad not to be at all competitive or not to be competitive is not a dirty word. Yeah. But uh, I I guess to answer even but even the like uh you know when my show was was in the uh on the top of the leaderboards it wasn't it still wasn't enough for me. No, no. Did you did what? 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 What do you mean? Did you did did you take pride in it, or did you were like, oh, well, that doesn't mean anything? No, I was I was proud of I was proud of it, but it's still still like um, I don't know. It it still wasn't um what I what I needed, I guess. You know. Uh huh. I I needed like uh if I did a show and and I didn't get enough. People um, like texting me afterwards saying that uh, it was a great show. I, you know, I would feel, uh, um, you know, bereft. I would see. Here's the thing. This is what I find really. Inter- this is what I'm. I'm curious about. Really, I'm mm-hmm. just curious because I never. I don't think I ever. Maybe once or twice. I've been doing the show seven years. Uh-huh. I never get a text. I don't get any feedback. You, I don't get callers. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm. I don't think people are listening. I. I mean, like, do do do. So what I guess I'm trying to understand is: Are we like kind of the same? It's just that we're diff- operating in different levels. Like you've done well, you've gotten this feedback, and then you want to get more, mm-hmm. and I want to get more. But it's like you already started at the top, and that's Maybe, as far yeah. as you can go. Do you do you mm-hmm. think you and do you think you are actually by the numbers your show is more successful than mine? But that because we, you know, you didn't accelerate as much as you would have liked that you wound up being just as dissatisfied as I would, would have been or anybody. I, would. I think I was more dissatisfied because I stopped doing it and you've been doing it in a, in a way you win because you're still doing it. I, I, you know, it's kind of Larry, it's kind of like I, I, um, I, I had a Twitter account where I had like a few thousand, uh, followers, which, but I, um, but I, I deleted it because I was mad. Uh, this was uh, in like twenty, like sixteen, seventeen. I was mad that it was basically Trump's website. You know, he would just tweet all the time, and it was like his. Uh. And I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm deleting my Twitter account." Like, like I was gonna like stick one to Trump by deleting my Twitter account, um, which you know was pretty stupid too. Because now I have a Twitter account with like. 40 people on there and like i th- uh you know so that sounds self-destructive i think do you think it was i yeah i think in a in a way it was but i was also like you know who cares maybe maybe the who who cares thing is is uh is is self-destructive um you know you know um so i'm thinking a couple of things one is I want to ask you why you didn't do more promotion, mm-hmm. and the other is that 
you know, um, you talked about this is cheating, folks. Like before, right before we got on the air, we talked about how you had really gone whole hog for your music yeah. career, and that didn't turn out the way as successful yeah. as you thought of. And yeah. it's, it informs your, you know, that was a long time ago, I guess, you know, or a while ago. Uh, you're mature, matured since then, obviously, but that you are sort of hesitant about going all in on another creative project mm-hmm. after that experience. So there's two things that I'm yeah. thinking about is mm-hmm. one is I did want to ask you even before we got here, why, yeah. you know, I put so much more work into promoting my, mm-hmm. you put no work into promoting your show. I put stuff up on the social no, media. You didn't. Yeah, I did. Very little. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I also no felt- no I, I I sound so awful and no, attacking. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm sort it's fine. of kidding. I'm sort no, of kidding. I'm just. But I I uh, you know, I guess it, even if I did like, I felt like I was just. It it goes back to my PTSD about my music thing because like, with my with my music career and with Race to the Bottom, it basically felt in a, in a lot of ways like I was badgering my friends and family to listen to either my music or listen to my radio show. I felt like I was like a a kid, like doing like a performance in the living room. Yeah. Like, I understand what the, you mean. I you know? understand what you mean. And being like, watch me, watch me. Okay. Now, now watch me do this, you know, mom, dad, no, I understand you know, friends that. who you have over, but what, and it's like, I kind of felt like at a, at a point, the true test of like me being a successful musician or me having a successful radio show was to have strangers right. listen to my stuff. Every, every performer feel everybody that has needs an audience. Every creative person that needs an audience feels that way. Yeah, I wanted str- and I and it felt like I was just you know as and I was super thankful for people who tuned into my radio show, but I felt like it was m- mostly just um my friends, family, and acquaintances that were tuning in, and I hadn't, there, there, there wasn't a way. So even promoting it just felt like, you know, how am I going to, it's like my social media reach is just going to be, you know, and then so I had guests on, and like, and I built up somewhat of a community around the show through having guests, and I had a cool, uh, like 10 or 15 guests that I would cycle mm-hmm. through, and that was, you know, and like friends of the show and stuff, which was cool, but, you know, at some point, I, it just felt kind of like it had gone, like we were talking before. Yeah. It had no, gone as far as no, it possibly you could. You know what I'm interested in here, John? What I'm interested in, and I know you're writing a book, um, I'm interested in um, making sure that you don't repeat these patterns. Yeah. No, it's true. And 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 um, like the thing that I didn't, you know, I obviously never heard that about the that you deleting your Twitter account, but mm-hmm. that's not appreciating that, um, you know, that's, you didn't appreciate, I think you had a lot of 3000s a lot, yeah. you know, and, and you didn't appreciate that somehow. And talk about, and talk about, and also like thinking ahead to like, I could, you could, they'd could all have, be your listeners. Yeah. I could have promoted or buying your books. Yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. My point. Yeah. So, but also another thing that you're that you're bringing up now that I find really interesting is that, um, as a creative person, you think of your audience like I don't. I never invite the people. I expect the people I know not to show up for mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um. 
Do you have do you have people who you uh, are friends or or family or acquaintances with who you know uh, they've known that you had to Doctor Lisa gives a shit. They've known it for years and they've still never tuned in. Yeah, I don't think my brother's ever heard it. Yeah, and I know I don't bring it up. Yeah, I don't care really. I don't honestly do not care if my brother uh-huh. ever listens to yeah. it or my cousin or. Uh, yeah, any of my friends. I yeah. mean, and um, I get very little feedback on yeah. it, really. I mean, yeah. occasionally I'm shocked. Somebody, I heard your, that was such a great yeah. show. Um, But I don't think, I'm, I'm not, see, this is what I'm trying to understand. The mm-hmm. way that I think about my creative projects is I don't expect anyone, you know, and this is part of my childhood too. Yeah. Um, I don't expect anyone I know personally to give a fuck mm-hmm. about anything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know that and I know that. Yeah. Um, and if somebody gives a fuck, it's always a mystery and a surprise. Mm-hmm. But are you, were you supported in your projects by your family? Yeah. My parents listened to every race to the bottom. Okay. There's a problem. There. Yeah. That's a problem, John. Yeah. So, so, because that's not, that's an, I'm, I'm going to, not Please everyone. tell me to shut up. Please no, tell me no, to go shut for up. It. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speaking. Yeah. You know, I have no training or, you know, yeah. Real. But to me, it seems like that, um, perhaps there's a fear because the real scary thing is people who don't know you at all listening. Or paying attention. We're not talking even about the radio show. We're talking about your creative work. No, I want the, I want them to. I think the thing is, if if I'm being totally honest, I yeah. I feel um like um and this will sound shitty, but I'll f- I I feel like I um have a really uh uh high s- um. S- sense of self-confidence with my with my art um and and when it's and when it isn't successful i feel um betrayed and and i feel um like uh super pissed off at the world and i hate that feeling i hate that about myself and i mm-hmm. hate feeling that feeling mm-hmm. um so and then i say so uh, I'm I get I I give up I give in. Uh, you all don't know what you're missing. I'm out. So you can't tolerate that feeling. I and 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 you're not alone. We all feel that way. From for one, it's not even. I mean, it's confidence. You have to look. You have to have enough confidence to fucking do the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I don't. You know. I mean, you have. I mean. So that is, that is also, here's something, and I struggle with this too, um, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you're also looking for outside reinforcement as part of yeah. the, see, I, I try to tell myself, I like doing this. Am mm-hmm. I enjoying doing this? And yeah. if is no one's paying attention then, like, if no one's listening to this show, 
That's okay. Because yeah. I'm having a blast with you. I, yeah, I told my, I felt like that and um, told myself that. And I guess um, after three and a half years, when it stopped feeling fun and that bottom dropped out of it, I was like, okay, then I, then I have to stop. Because if it's, if I'm not getting the feedback that I want and it stopped feeling fun, then I agree. I yeah. agree. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I, I'm. I'm a little. I'm wondering, like, if there's some feelings from your music career oh, that definitely. you haven't. Have yeah. you? Have you talked about them in therapy? Have you? Have you worked through? Maybe you haven't worked no. through them. And those. See, because performing live, like being yeah. in a band. Did you front the band? I forget. Yeah. And you wrote the songs yeah. and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like. Fronting a band and writing the songs and performing live is um, a huge, a huge emotional risk. Yeah. Like just so much bigger than almost anything else you could do. And I stopped um, because I wanted to put all, uh, I think we talked about this when I had you on my show, but I, to put my, all my, eggs in the ba- in the musical basket and to prove to myself in the world that I knew that it could happen I didn't get a real job I delivered pizzas at Pizza Hut for a decade right um and put my life on hold waiting for that phone call waiting for uh you know the agent to call the, the tour manager the oh my god the, you've got the big break and the the it never the the call never came. The closest that it came is um, I I don't know if I told you this, but on my old Twitter account, um, I used to um, I was a, a, a big NPR person, mm-hmm. and I would deliver pizzas. And on the weekends, they had weekend all things considered with Guy Raz, and I hated his voice. And I would uh, week after week, I would uh, tweet, um, uh, you know, I would trash him and his voice and how bad he was as a host on weekend all things considered i thought it was a really funny thing to like Mm -hmm. obsess about Mm -hmm. um and then um uh, like after doing it for like a year and a half two years i got a um um an email from guy raz um Mm. and he said uh i (laughs) someone has alert a friend alerted me to your tweets um i'm sorry you don't like the show but i love your music i would like to have you on all things considered that's so fabulous and i was on all things considered and they that. did a whole feature about there you go about my uh about my tweets and then about my music and about I my album that. and you know i that that weekend like i had like thousands of of listens and people bought the the record that was the closest that i came to um, mm-hmm. stardom mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then that dried up mm-hmm. and I was delivering pizzas and then I gave away and then I said you know what fuck this and I gave away all my instruments to friends and I didn't like touch a guitar or a piano for years let me ask you something yeah. was the giving away of all that's you know the giving up let's call it yeah. um, was that triggered by the and by all things considered no the, uh, it was about a year later 
but mm-hmm. just I it was I just couldn't I would like see I I started to hate uh, music. I started I to see that. I, I mean, I can it, see why it was like a, a you know a noose around yeah, your neck. Yeah, right? and I was like, I can't see that uh, you know guitar there in in the corner anymore. I need to. I can't see that keyboard. I need it out. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna. And then I switched to writing, and I went back to school for, and I got a, a creative writing degree, and um, and you met a wonderful woman, mm-hmm. and your life is pretty, pretty decent, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Got, you've got all, a nice life. You got a good I'm, job, yeah. a wonderful partner. Yeah, you know, it, it worked out. It yeah. worked out yeah. okay. Yeah. So we're not, you know, I mean, no. I I want you guys to know that though. Yeah. It worked. This guy like is motivated. And John is motivated, and look what being motivated is ninety percent of it. Mm. If you ask me, ninety percent of any battle. Yeah. So, but here can um here's what I'm curious about yeah. is that the all or nothing. Mm-hmm. You, you you made this. You were making. You have your musician. You had your music. Let's call it your music development, music mm-hmm. career, whatever your music life. You put the rest of your life yeah. and on hold yes. for um, a, a pot of gold at the end. Yeah. And you know that, right? Yeah. I mean, so that sounds like something a young man might do, yeah. a very ambitious young man. Yeah. And I kind of love that, but it's very idealistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm very all or nothing. Like with drinking, like I either uh, drink a lot or i like don't drink at all so you mean now yeah do you not whenever. drink or you mean like if you I'm go not, out i haven't been can, drinking yeah if you go out you have like 10 drinks and that's like once a month or something or kind of yeah something like that yeah um i like that or, all at one time or food or you know it's i'm not i it's you know i like work out every day or i don't or i go through months where i i don't go to the gym at all oh so this you know? is this is a much bigger issue than yeah. your music work or yeah. any of your work yeah so do you just kind of like think that's the way you are and you cope with that i mean there's some great so. things yeah. like that have you I mean, talked my, about that my wife balances me out a lot you know she helps break that all or nothing kind of thing you mean- and then depression is all or nothing anxiety is all or nothing the, mm-hmm. it's i think a lot of my yeah um and idealistic stuff, you know, yeah, all or nothing, yeah, um, for sure. But I guess, I guess, to go back to the one thing I know is a constant is that I'm always going to be doing something creative. So when I gave away all my musical instruments, I threw myself into going back to school and writing, mm-hmm. and then and then I threw myself into like doing improv, um, and going to classes at UCB and cooking and becoming a chef. And then I, and then that stopped and I threw myself, I guess with grad school, that was the one time I, that was like all I could do is grad school and and teaching. But basically what I'm saying is, you know, I stopped the radio show and now I write every day, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be some creative um, Mm -hmm. outlet that I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, yeah, put everything into right, right, right. Yeah. So, do you do you think maybe it's just not fun unless you're going all in? I guess so. Or like, I'm what I'm trying to understand is I can see 
the positive side of that wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we we're we've identified the difficult side. Yeah. So you've you've thought about this, I'm sure, a lot. Mm-hmm. And so is it? Is that just the way you are, and that's cool? I is guess that so. What you think? I guess so. I mean, I can't. Or you don't I, feel like you can control? Do you feel like it's I don't biological? Feel like, yeah. And I, like I said, like I started, like with when you asked why, I just felt it in my heart. Like I have to follow that more than anything, you know. If my heart's not in it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think you know. I guess ideally, I would love to have you know. A dream would be to have a show like Race to the Bottom where I had, um, you know, a couple people helping me do the show and a, right. and like and and a, a a listenership where there was a a you know a where and where I could do special shows and do research and do you know like to do it on the level like to take I guess to, to find that next year of- I it just wasn't it wasn't right. feasible to make happen you right. Know? Right, right. But I was working for hours, you know. I think I told you off before we started, before we got on air that, you know, I made a new show every, every for every week. And how, how many, how many? 170. No, I know, no. But I mean, how long did, how much time did you prep for the show? Um, Throughout the, I mean, I was always taking notes. Whenever I thought I had a notes app and I would, and then I would put the notes together, and I would uh, divide it into into things. I would make a, a matchup for each show, which took you know two or three hours. I would write a monologue. I would get my guest. I would, you know. So, so each show is kind of like your whole creative project. Yeah, each each right. The, I would make try to make like art out of out of yeah, the week. Each show. Oh, you know? I see. Uh-huh. Um, you know, right. and I did politics right. and did did like a whole month on the mayoral elections and you know so that was your whole psyche it was everything yeah and that is a lot for a show yeah a show that's on a non-profit radio station yeah. so yeah. what you want would probably have to be on a more commercial station probably but it's probably but what i would want to do would probably be too weird for like npr or or that commercial you know Right. It's too all over the place. Like I would want to be able to do like a, you know, a freestyle show if I wanted to or do, you know, I wouldn't want it to be like all tidy like NPR is so boring. And, and so everything you're saying is really sensible and pragmatic to me. The only the only the only thing is, is like that self-destructive. I think it's uh-huh. self-destructive like to destroy what you make yeah yeah i think so i had this i had boxes of cds and i uh of you know that of mine of records that i made and i threw them in the dumpster (laughs) wow really Yeah, yeah so how do you feel about all that now do you think like I mean, I understand why I did it, and I don't. I wouldn't want those boxes of CDs. It was also like, what? No one's, you know, people wouldn't even use these for for coffee coasters. No, no, they're useless now. You know, right? So in a way, it felt good. It felt in a way, it felt oh, great to right. give a, liberating. You know, to give away my uh, musical instruments or to, or to quit race to the bottom. Like in a way, it's I guess self destructive, but also like uh, I don't know. 
like how, what's the thing like out of destruction comes creation yeah kind of? and, and i don't think it's self-destructive i think like burning your twitter account because of some asshole is yeah. like that you could have used but yeah, yeah anyway so um so you're working on your book yeah do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah, I, I guess I need to practice like my elevator pitch. Are you about excited about it? I am. And yeah. so, so like, have you been able to transfer like the missing of the show to the excitement about the book? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I get up every day and work on the book and I'm like a kid at a candy store. You're loving it. I love it. Yeah. That's so great. One thing that um, I think would be interesting to talk uh, with you about is, is, um, so it's autobiographical. Um, it's, I guess, what they would call like autofiction. They call like, uh, mm-hmm. like Nausgaard or or these people that that write these books where it's like it's them, but it's in it's fiction. Right, you know? right. They make but up. real people's, you know, and it's some of its real events, and I have real people's names in there. You know, it like straddles the the line mm-hmm. between memoir and fiction. Mary Carr or these people who just you know yeah. where it's like. Um, but it's interesting to also think ahead to like um, letting people who are in the book read it and to figure out like um, if they would be okay with these mm. s- stories being told, mm. you know, uh, yeah. about their, about them. About them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have you done that then? I I um I let one of my best friends read read the parts um or some of the parts that he's he's in mm-hmm. and I was nervous about that you know but I there's a lot of people and there's people I haven't talked to for 20 years who are, who are in the book Oh so before um and folks he said he's on the 7th this book is done it's like a almost 400 page book I mean the book is folks the book is like getting to the point like he's going to have it done in six you, you potentially I, could be having it ready to send to a agent or whatever in six weeks my goal right? is to have it finished yeah. in six, i've been working yeah. on yeah, it for, for two a years. years yeah, yeah steadily yeah so um if they don't say okay is that going to be an ops like is that something you're going to have to deal with that you haven't dealt with or yeah, like I, is it a problem to sending the book out can you send the book out with them like where i'm not totally sure what the uh Ethics I mean, are. I, I'm sure I'm sure that, uh, you know, a, a publisher or whoever would would go through that, the like legal stuff and the logistics, you know, so, so a lot of names I've already changed. Um, and. Um, I don't know how much more I would need to, like, mm-hmm. fictionalize if people like I the the biggest thing is, is the you know, it's it's about this relationship that I was in. With a with a with woman, a, woman. a romantic relationship in and, college, and, yeah, right? and I haven't, you know, I haven't. She doesn't know. I haven't spoken to her basically since we broke up twenty years ago. Mm. So I don't know. Ooh, I want to be there when you call her. So I don't know in her house. Yeah, I don't know if if it's the kind of thing where um, I will need to um, have her read it, um, con- contact her out of the blue, and say. Mm-hmm. I want you to read this before, you know, and also who even knows if it's going to get to this stage because it might just be, uh, uh, you know, unpublished and, and on my computer. But if it 
got to this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You'd have to. You'd I have guess to I'd do have that. to ask ask her. And it's um, in the back of your mind while you're writing it. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully not while I'm writing it. No, but, but like, yeah. I yeah. mean, you've, you've been yeah. writing it for two years. Yeah. So it comes up yeah. in your. Yeah. It's and, in, it's in you know, there. It's baked. Not, not in the book. Not in the actual process of making yeah. the book, but it's in your life. The yeah. book is it part of your day to day life. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So where does she live? Like, I think, she, I think she lives in, uh, like either Kentucky or Ohio. So not somebody going to run into on the street. No, no. And she's friends with friends, but I have, you know, but I'm not, um, like fr- I'm not social media contacts. With so her. like, would you be afraid of a lawsuit or would you just be afraid of embarrassing, you know, making her uncomfortable or like what, what is, like, would you do you like if if I said, OK, I'm going to publish your book. Yeah. I got my friend at Shyman and Schuster. Yeah. Let's go. What yeah. would you what would you? Um, yeah, I don't think that they're I don't know the legal. But, yeah, I don't know the legal logistics. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want a lawsuit, but I also. I kind of wish there was a way to, to do it without um having to contact her like i don't want i feel like that as even though i'm writing about that i've fiction i've i'm writing it almost as fiction so i don't really want to contact this person i mean right you don't want to have any reality yeah Yeah. i I want her to live her life and um Mm -hmm. but by the same token i have like specifics about her life that are in the book and if she read it she would yeah, no. you could also, I mean, if you had to, you could probably, like if somebody's like, okay, but you got to change this from, you know, fishing to, um, yeah. you know, water skiing. I mean, yeah, prob- yeah. there's, I'm sure there are ways, what's, but it's a personal issue. What is your wife? Have you talked, you've talked to your wife about this? Because yeah. she kind of knows you that way. Like what, yeah. what's her take on it? She's read some of it. And um, I mean, do, have you talked to her about like, do you think I should get in touch with so-and-so? Um. Not specifically about this, but just more in general about like getting in touch with people. Um, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Because you know, um, yeah, um, that 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 is like that is that is a conflict. I yeah. think anybody would have, and I think writers, all writers, probably have yeah. that. And that would be a good, interesting question for a writer who's yeah. been through that. But I also think that by the time it gets to the point where it's going to be published, that there'll be so many other factors involved that that will seem like much more of a detail. Right now, it seems front and center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think your perspective will be changed when, you know, I mean... um, you know, I know that like if you get it to um, an agent or editor, certainly yeah. a, a, at a publishing company, there's going to be a lot of changes that aren't that like you're going to be dealing with and like worrying about whether you're definitely, you know, yeah, yeah, former yeah. girlfriend finds out. Yeah. And then I have a worry also with like, like what I said about like if, if I could do race to the bottom on a, on a different radio station and I would worry about it changing too much to where i wasn't i i worry about having you know oh the book change you're yeah i worry about having like my vision like i if if i do find an agent or a publisher i hope that i find 
I want to find somebody who sees what I want to do and not change it to, you know, to be fit some vision of some pre-established thing that they want to have it be. Well, that that is something I I'm concerned about for you, only in the fact that I'm very cynical about that stuff. As you know, I've yeah. mentioned the show way too many times. I used to be an art director and advertising. Yeah. But um, as somebody, and even with the work that I, creative work I do now, I mean, you know, for a gallery or something like, um, you wind up, I have had to wind up doing some compromises that a lot of really uh, stringent, you know, ethical creative people wouldn't have done to their work, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing is, is that, you know, like I always go by the, 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 the work is your children. These are my kids and my kids want to get out in the world and yeah. if they have to wear the outfit that doesn't look good <laughs> on them. Uh-huh. It's still more fun for them to be out there than it is yeah. for them to be dressed right. Yeah. yeah. So, and also I do think part of like, we're sort of talking about being a fine artist being, versus being a commercial artist in a certain way. And yeah. all are, there are no fine artists anymore that you personally know because mm-hmm. they're all in their, like, caves making whatever they're making. Yeah. Um, but the way the world is now, I mean, we do have to na- navigate that. We have to navigate it professionally where we know where, where we can evaluate what's going to ruin the thing beyond... Yeah. Uh, beyond, you know, what we want in mind and what is a compromise where it can still exist. Yeah. What are the boundaries? Totally. But we have to be prepared also. Also, you know, a lot of it is you have to be able to negotiate with people and Mm -hmm. not, Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you're, you, you're practical. Are you practical about that? You're, you're, you're a teacher. So you, you're, you don't have to deal. Like I always thought that teachers have all the authority and no one ever bosses <laughs> them around, but well, you get bossed around by parents and, and administrators and yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife's more practical and I'm glad that I have her in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, she could definitely help with this kind of stuff if, if it gets there as far as, you know, Mm-hmm. I you would hope that you'd find a, a an editor, agent, publisher who who uh, mm-hmm. who you could trust. It's not that I don't want to change anything. If I, I had a, if I had a great editor and they 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 saw a better way to do something, I'd be yeah. If if they were great, I I would do all the work that I would jump through any hoop they wanted me okay, to. Okay, now that to me honestly sounds very idealistic. Yeah, I think that. You're going to be dealing with people who are going to be putting their fingers in your work mm-hmm. and having their own, like, I want it to be this way because I want to be the person who made John, yeah, yeah. made this character be this way yeah. in the book. They're going to yeah. have their own egos. And that's how they got into the job that they had. <laughs> yeah. And um, I personally, I'm like, I I'm feeling protective of yeah. you and I want, and your book. I'm feeling, I'm advocating for your book. Yeah. Really? So it is an, it's a negotiation, right? They, there, there would be things that, uh, they would want me to change where I would say, yeah, I can do that. And, and then I guess things that they would want me to change where I, I would have to draw the line and say that, no, that's, that's against the vision that I have for this thing. Well, I think that sounds nice too. 
But I think honestly, this is from all the different projects. This is my. This is this is where my cynicism has landed mm-hmm. me, and I'm not right, but it's just where it's landed me. Is that um, I feel like part of um, getting something out into the world uh, through the gatekeepers yeah. is um, by being able to prove to them that you're willing to play ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without being like, okay, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. So I think that like if you present, you have a meeting with them and you present that you're like n- wary of them or only, you know, you're, 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 um, let's say too attached to your work. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're going to be like, this guy's going to be difficult. Yeah. Do you you know that too, yeah, yeah. right? Have you been in that situation? I imagine you have. I guess maybe that's why. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I guess what it's making me think of is is the music that I played. When people ask me what kind of music I played, it was very difficult for me to to categorize categorize. Um, you know, which I think was to the detriment of my musical career. Hmm. Because it, what I did was such a mix and so idiosyncratic. It had elements of jazz and soul and and rock and R and B and and Latin mm-hmm. stuff, and it was just mm-hmm. kind of all over the map. So it was like, um, I couldn't quickly say that it's this. Well, Ma- you know this this makes brings me back to thinking about how you promoting your show. And one of the things that I was thinking about is like, when I go to your show page, there's a one sentence bio. Yeah. So I'm, I think like what I think of is if you want people to feel invested in your show, then you've got to talk them into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I don't see a willingness Mm -hmm. to want to talk people into liking your work. Yeah. And, um, is that, has that been, do you think people should just know how, I mean, and I'm not, this is no. not about your work yeah. or the quality of your work. This is the world I'm living in this world, John. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. This world is like getting worse. The creative work work yeah. is TV is a little better than it was. That's it. Yeah. 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 But, um, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, no. like you make a, are you not, yeah. are you like, how do you feel about m- selling yourself to people I'm to, horrible to your at it. public yeah. yeah to your public to your gatekeepers and i'm not i'm not saying you're horrible or i'm not weird there are no judgments here unless yeah. i'm making them about myself <laughs> so what i'm saying is is it's that something i need to work on no it's something that you're not comfortable with yes and so what's we got 10 minutes what do you think that's about do you, do you want people just to know? Did your parents, like, what happened when you were a kid? Did your parents, um, were they always varying? Your dad, his dad's a shrink. Mm-hmm. I've met the dad. He's yeah. like a classic And my shrink. mom's a therapist, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You were brought up by two therapists. Yeah. So were you encouraged? And, like, do you? They were totally supportive. Oh, it doesn't. God. It doesn't come from that. I think it's more, I have a very um, complicated um relationship to my sense of self i think is the issue uh-huh um which i think we talked about last time you were on my show i was on the show is, right um you know i i i have had bouts of of kind of uh 
dissociative disorder. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm not, um, I have a really weird relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, being able to like, uh, talk about who I am or, or to know who I am specifically. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. cause I guess there's a lot of different things at play. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll link this show when I post it. So you could, you'll Mm -hmm. find it people. So, um, so you feel like you have an obstacle in like putting, putting into putting in defining who you are. Yeah. In public. Defining who I am, uh, in public and who I am to myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you get, have you, do you want, want to do that? Have you tried to get help with that? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've gone, I've done therapy and stuff. Um, it's been, a um, so hard to find a good therapist. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I I'll, know. I'll have, uh, you know, I'll have, you know, uh, periods where I really want to, to get into therapy and I'll, I'll try to find somebody and I'll see somebody for a couple sessions and I'm, uh, I but, don't know, I need somebody but, but really, I was, really good. No, no, but what I was saying is, what I was thinking about is like, okay, so John... John isn't really going to be able to write his own bio that well. Yeah. But I mean, I could probably write, I would I believe you wouldn't want me to do it because I'm not a, I'm not that writer, but, uh, you could get somebody easily. Yeah. You could get yeah. somebody from the radio station yeah. to write it for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought of, you need help with that? Yeah. I need help. I need help with, with the, the with the presentation. Yeah. You know, and with this book, I need, I need like to figure out what the elevator pitch is because there's so many, like like race to the bottom, like my music, like this book. There's so many facets that right, you know. Right, the book right. is the book is about a relationship. It's also about college. It's also about being an artist. There's also stuff about like uh, mental health and religion and and race mm-hmm, and and all this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love that of like mixing all these different things. Yeah. Up, and know? I, I, I met, I mean, I'm, I'm anxious. I mean, I, the book sounds great to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, but the thing is, is that it sounds like you need some help because yeah. you don't have those resources of one of the things that it doesn't sound like, um, you know, ha- it's going to be really tricky to navigate in a commercial situation. Yeah. Um, how much to defend the book and how much to, give into it yeah. and give into yeah. the commercial situation and, and how, and who, you know, I mean, I, I, you have obstacles and I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, it's good to know what they are, but, but you, so this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like maybe if there was a group of writers mm-hmm. that you could, talk to or work with or become part of have you thought is that something you're comfortable with yeah have you thought about I, that i did a writer's group with with some people um which was great um it's just so hard to find people who have time you know it's the same with getting people to read my book people you know it's a big ask to have somebody read a, i know it a, is a book and i've i've asked people and they say yeah yeah i'll totally do it and then like they just don't no, no, I know. You know? I know. No, I hear you. I hear you. But you need professional. You need, what yeah. you're. T- we're talking about. We're not talking about the book anymore. We're talking about you as a professional yeah. navigating it 
navigating the professional world of yeah. publishing for yeah. your child, your book. Yeah. And you you don't have, I mean, quite frankly, being a teacher, I know, I mean, I have all the respect for that, but mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not navigating your yeah. your personal work. Yes. So you don't have a lot of experience, and the experience you have is when you're in charge as running something as yeah. a, in a band. Yeah. You're not going to be running something. You're yeah. going to be dealing with these other people. Yeah. So that's, I think that's your obstacle. Yeah, and it's scary, you know, and I, and I, I am I'm definitely intimidated and anxious about finishing the book and then going to this next phase of negotiating all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and and like we've talked about I'm uh worried about my my uh habit of saying screw this I'm out. Um you know. So yeah, it'll I be think- yeah, I don't think that's going to go away. I think it's going to, I think you need coping skills. Yeah. You don't have to, and and don't worry about it because you're going to be able to do it. Yeah. You just have to finish the book now. But um, I think you, you, you know, I think you could, I think you need, um, I think you could use some real like professional advice from people that write. Have, have you thought about self-publishing? No, I don't want to. You don't want to do that. I don't know much about that either. Yeah. But I would, I mean, I don't know. I think you should. I think it would be great if you could just get some, I don't know what, but just off the, the, my instinct is like, if I was, if I was in your shoes, I would call up a couple of editors Mm -hmm. at some lesser known uh, publishing companies and say, like, I wrote this book, I'm a professional this, and I just want to understand how you guys think. Yeah, yeah. Have you thought about that? Yeah. I mean, I know I need to do all that stuff. Do you not want to do I that? Don't is wanna, that really hard? I don't want to. I just, it's, it's, that is so different than writing this book. I know. That work is not, it, I, I understand it's crucial work. I understand it yeah. can be creative work to do that. No, but you, it's but not, really, but it's, it's really, not, it's, it's like paperwork to me. Totally it's like, unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. You're, that's like what you don't want to have to yeah. deal with. Have you, have you thought about reading about it? I should probably. Maybe yeah. you could do that. Let's go find, we'll find, we'll find, we'll find a book for you. I'm yeah. going to talk to some people okay. I know and see what we can, but in the meantime, we got one. We got 30 seconds. So I just want to remind you that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to this on your phone, you can download the app for Android or BlackBerry. They work great. And you can drop by the uh, the RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and hit that green donate button. Right? I love that you're doing your, your job, my <laughs> job for me. Yeah. I hit the to... <laughs> green button. I don't use that. Yeah. I got I to gotta get on that. And um, check me out. I'm on Instagram, dr Lisa Levy SP stands for self-proclaimed. Or you can check out my artwork on Lisa Levy Artwork. Mm-hmm.